Monday nights. Up late. Broadcasting from stolen land. Satellite sky. Satellite sky. Satellite sky. Highlighting DIY and autonomous politics music and subculture with a different theme each week. Hello and welcome to Writing Home. It's Monday the 29th of May, it's 11pm on our clocks, and you are listening to Satellite Skies on 3CR 855am. This and every following segment will be recorded on Wurundjeri Vibrant Country. We pay our respects to the traditional owners of this land and waterways, the Wurundjeri Vibrant people, as well as their elders past, present and emerging. Tintan plays on Dan Tran, a traditional plugged zither of Vietnam whose origins come from an ancient bamboo tube zither in Southeast Asia. Tintan, as subject delta, remembers the past yet pushes forward, combining traditional methods with modern musical elements and localized textures, exploring its sonic compatibilities. Tin and I met at one of Kabi Art Party's events. At the event, we eventually found ourselves talking about our journeys, learning instruments from our countries. Me with Netabla and Tin with Zantran. In this episode, Tin serenades us while we remember and redefine the idea of community, family, learning, and merging the traditional with the modern. On the subject of family, I think I'd love to share this quote. It's by Tiki Zering, Dalai Lama, my son Amad's story, the book. Traditions cannot be denied or forgotten. They are the creators of your spirit and your pride, and the backbone of your sensibilities. They make you what you are and define what you want to be. Further, I absolutely love Alok Vednanin. Uh, from one of the interviews when they were asked about family and what community means to them, they said, When I was younger, I was convinced that when I shared myself with the world, I would lose everyone. But what I didn't know was that I would also discover alongside the loss. I found love. In meeting my trans sisters and siblings, I found love. As trans people, we have long found ways to build families with one another. Our chosen families are often more resonant and unshakable than our families of origin. Finally, we are seen for who we are and not what we should be. Without much ado, I would like to invite you to listen to Tin Tan on Dan Jan
my name. My name's Tin. Well, I... To anyone who isn't in my extended family, I go as Tin, but, um... If anyone actually answers, it's actually done. Uh, which is how you sort of pronounce it uh, in Vietnamese. But in English, it doesn't have all the marks and... Uh, it's a bit tiring if I went to every single party and I had to, like, explain to them... Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is how I say my name. So I'd rather just sort of make it phonetically uh, compatible for, mm. I guess, like an English-speaking audience. So tin Damn. usually works, but um, I say tin and they're like, uh, you mean Tim? And I'm like, no, it's tin. Mm. And like, Tim. And I'm like, no, it's like tin, like the metal tin or like uh, tin tin. And they're like, oh, okay. It's tin. I'm like, yes. 3CR's annual Radiothon fundraiser launches in June. We need your financial support to be independent, community-controlled and focused on people rather than profits. Your support during Radiothon keeps the station radical and enables us to give voice to hundreds of people and issues for another year. And remember, any amount you can afford makes a big difference and all donations over $2 are tax deductible. 3CR Radiothon, show your support during June 2023. 3CR, stay tuned, stay radical. But yeah, yeah, having friends who shortened their name to something like Akshata, like so beautiful, you know, the sound of it, to Ash, which like Ash, Ash is nothing. What yeah. is Ash, you know? Um, the leftover of a fire. Yeah. What yeah. happens after the fire? What happens after all the fun? Yeah, Ash. Oh, yeah. I find, I don't know, I find a lot of meaning in names. And I find, yeah, it's very, it's very personal. It's like, and I always struggle explaining. Because, you know, it's just not a way to, like, it's not a way to, like, call someone or regard someone. It is one way. But then again, it's, you get to know someone's name and you know them. Like, I feel like at my work that happens a lot where I'll be in the company of someone for like 60 minutes and then I won't see them again right but still I feel like just the intimacy of it where I like somehow find myself asking their name and it sort of completes you know like my knowledge of them even though I won't be with them for a long time but somehow it just feels that oh yeah cool you are this and yeah welcome that sort of thing names are really important and I loved the question uh, while we were texting and, um, yeah, the way you described it, how your parents, like, the choice that they made in, you know, keeping it as thin and not naming you something else. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, so I think uh, at the time uh, it was a very trendy thing in the Vietnamese diaspora, particularly in uh, Melbourne to just give yourself give your kids like an anglicised name like uh, I don't know John or David or Lisa or Anna and uh, I sort of I sort of understand it you know because um, 
it is, you know, having a foe name sort of sticks out quite immediately and, you know, um, in some ways they are sort of looking after the kid by like going, well, well you know, if we give yourselves John or David, they'll fit in better, they simulate better, mm-hmm. they might have a better time finding a job. Yeah. Um, you know, there'll be less of that, you know, resume bias, that kind of, that kind of stuff. Yep. But, um, I feel like by giving yourselves like, particularly, particularly me, um, giving yourselves like an anglicized and often like a Christian name or something, it sort of, uh, it sort of just whips, takes a little, like a layer off of, I don't know, where you come from, right? Mm. If you start with the name, then what next? And then what next? Mm. What next bef- before you sort of become this token, token minority? Like, yeah. here's someone who's setting in. Look at their, look, they've just ripped their soul together and make it palatable for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think <coughs> the palatable part. Because I feel like all of us are put in a position <coughs> to make it palatable. Yeah. Um, and of course, I feel like, yeah, because it's like a collective disease, really. Yeah, like every time I, every workplace I've been to, <coughs> if there's a company email or something, every single workplace I've ever been to, they've always misspelled my name. Hmm. And my name's got like four letters. It's like, it's not really hard to spell yeah. my name it's, and it's not like there's any like Jedi mind tricks you have to do but every email they just spell my name wrong so yeah. so like there is like some validity to having like an anglicized name in Australia because it makes your life easier and it makes people you know you don't have to go to a party you don't have to be like hey what's your name again sorry what was that what was that mm. um, but yeah but my parents picked uh, my name I don't know if they had the foresight or something, but it means tranquility, and I sort of like it. Mm, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Because that happened to me at a party where somebody said that, oh, your name is too hard to say. Can you shorten it? And yeah. I was like, <coughs> like, okay, I get it, and that's just like my personal opinion, and I do know that oh, it does make your life easier, especially with resumes and jobs and, yeah, yeah just existing, really. Uh, and, yeah having spent your life here um but yeah are we making white people lazier because they're already lazy right like they don't want to learn your name they don't want to learn anything new and they have nothing to teach us so i'm like are you getting are we making you lazier by yeah giving you something that is palatable to you because you know how, how amazing the accents and how amazing are like different sounds and I like this about Melbourne, um, that Melbourne is multicultural and I've always said that it's only multicultural when it comes to food because people are like eating different food. Yeah, cause it, it, it's, it's quick for them. It, it's like they they want to take but they never want to like listen or, nah. you know, or learn. Nah. And so it's like, yeah, 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 you know, I like this food, I'll eat it but yeah. culture, oh, I, yeah. I don't I can't really... Yeah. I don't care. I don't have the time for it, you know. Absolutely. But I, I love accents and I'm, I feel very lucky that I'm in Melbourne. That In the CBD now, I live in the CBD and I feel like going to different markets on the streets, my apartment, people are talking on their phone or, you know, talking to their families in the elevator. And it's so beautiful. I love, I love it. Like those sounds, I don't know what they're saying, but the sound of it is so beautiful. And yeah. same 
with Hindi and same with uh, Tamil, Telugu in all the South Asian languages. That's the only way we'll get to truly know each other. And you know, like when we talk about community building, I don't think we're gonna, yeah, I don't think we're gonna get it in this making it palatable way. I think, I feel like engagement is the only way. We need to engage with cultures. Like we really need to immerse ourselves in, in them as a community even, as you know, like I'm Indian. you're asian so like vietnamese so that sort of the thing like it's all, it all comes down to engaging with each other than really making it palatable you know and that in english so like what's there to left oh uh, yeah that's my personal take uh, yeah you. fair <laughs> yeah like um i don't know like uh i just love what i chaos when i go to a market and there's all there's all sorts of things going on and and there's like a little center where You know, they're they're playing like board games or or chess or something, and that that chaos is great. Uh, every time I go to, I go back to Vietnam, the houses are so like packed next to each other. You, you can actually just hear the neighbors mm-hmm. shouting and talking. So you're almost like constantly hearing what they're saying, and you know, like there'll be things like, oh hey, your chicken's over mm-hmm. over my fence again. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, you walk down. The alleyways and like you see all the mums just having a coffee, mm. just having catch up, and then and then like you're like oh, you come back here and it's you take out the bins and you might see them and then yeah. that's it that's the only time you ever see them, yeah. and, ha- and then you have this big fence and you have yeah it's it's, it's a bit secluded sometimes it's I find it oh it it so is it absolutely is. It's funny because I I recently went to Europe and I sort of went to to Budapest, which I guess is culturally uh, like pretty different to like you know like sort of like Australian culture and well like their bathing cultures I don't know, their bathing culture compared to our bathing culture I think it says quite a bit I don't know like sort like, of like wh- what do you mean bathing culture like they have they have like public baths. Okay. Yeah. And here we have swimming pools. Like, yeah. Like, like the Brunswick bath is basically like a big Olympic swimming pool. And you just sort of just do laps. Yeah. Where if you go to like a bath in Budapest, it's just it's just like heated salted water, and you just sit there. You don't swim. You just sit and you just talk. Uh, that's yeah. Fun. And everyone's like fine. That. Just it's it's completely normal to sit vibe next to someone and just make eye contact with yeah. someone. And just talk. It. Yeah. And here it's it's like this like oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like uh all that talk where you go to the supermarket and you say, "Hey, how's it going? Good, good, you." And it's and and it's like you're not even listening to the person at the checkout. Mm-hmm. You know, you just you're just saying it for the sake of being like I'm being social. Yeah. Here, oh. This is my evidence. Oh my god, I've been. This is my proof. Oof. Oh. And uh, I feel like personally, I am. But this bad thing, I don't like it. That's this is not the way to like yeah you know the loneliness that comes that life brings and adulting brings and so much like life is so lonely and in our groups of course where people are you know progressive and all of that there's a lot of chat about like building a community coming together um, but then yeah what do you do with the pretentiousness? And what do you do when things become a fad? When 
फिर ये फ्रेंडशिप एंड आई वी लाइक कोविड वॉज अ टाइम वेन एवरी वन फेल्ट सो लोनली इन दे होम्स वेर एवर दे आर लाइक एवरी पर्सन डेंट नो दैट दे वर क्रेविंग ह्यूमन्स like we 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 didn't acknowledge that to ourselves but that's exactly what we were craving so of course we belong to community but i feel like after covid i'm noticing that so much where where i'm taking it in a great way because i'm like oh this is revealing of the nature of the world that we live in where you need the pretentiousness and the certification and there's less focus on substance you know or less focus on the joy of things and the the joy is different i don't think the joy yeah the joy is so different oh. i think most cultures yeah had a different idea of you know connecting especially mm. and regard hospitality big one where no one is left out that's the approach yeah. and that's not coming like people don't have the language of like safe space inclusive exclusive blah 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 or you know everyone is welcome here blah 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 these people are not using these words and these things are really important i'm not trying to say that but i feel like just this intrinsic thing where you you're together to be together like you're together to spend time together and for the joy of it rather than you know i mean you're there for people and not to socialize mm. you know like there's a huge difference in it where you are there for people and you're just like oh yeah this is fun and joyful like playing games for example i feel like it's really sad that we grew up with screens in front of us and things like that where play is such a beautiful way to connect to each other and that's the most like raw there's some kind of a rawness in it what do you think community like what do what do you think community feels or should be like wow that's a it's a big question what i think community should be uh just accepting i guess mm-hmm. um cuz i feel like um a lot of circles and or circle communities here it feels more like a club than like mm more like th- here's like here's like a social entrance exam that you have to pass you know like oh, like like hey do i know you oh yeah this is you know uh you know what DJs do you know or something <laughs> you know and you have to like openly flex or like uh, drop drop a name or something oh you know it, and like i feel like <clears throat> like i know there's definitely like a social credit like here yeah, sometimes you know like people would be like hey you know something 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 and i'm just be like yeah i i want to burger high yeah as like a as like a flex or something and like oh cool yeah. you want to a nightclub in berlin yeah does that make you like does you going to a, 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 the world's biggest nightclub in Berlin have to do anything with your ability to be in this community yeah. your ability to create yeah. anything oh, absolutely. or are you just saying that you're just a big consumer you know like yeah it's strange yeah it's funny because you know these spaces are all about like inclusive and like bipoc only blah 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 mm-hmm. but even to be a person of color like you need to be cool where's your certificate they're always trying to yeah like you need to be a certain kind of 
a person of color in order to be accepted no accent like policing people's accents or policing how people are dressed up or policing like there's a certain yeah you, you have to have been like acclimatized you've got to be westernized yeah some, in some way you know to be accepted you know exactly you know like 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 uh like uh you can't go to like a cool bar in melbourne and be like hey check out these check out this music for my my country i mean some circles yes but mm. you gotta be like check out this white post-punk band yeah that you know i bought a record for you yep. know yeah and they're talking about white angst and i'm like yeah sure look how much i relate to this white angst and then you and then people might be like oh yeah cool cool yeah you relate to white angst as well cool yeah. cool you're in a circle now you know yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah like um uh, I, I didn't realize how white like the music scene was in melbourne until i went to other cities around the world right for example like I remember going to like New York or Detroit and going to see like a shoegaze band or like a new wave band. And lo and behold, you know, not all the people there are white. There's like Hispanics, there's like, there's blacks, you know, there's, there's Asians, yeah. And, and of course, in the back of your mind, you're like, yeah, yeah, it, it's music, you know, like, like anyone can like play this music. But when you saw it, it was like, oh shit, yeah. You, you got a, like a, a club here and it's really, really white. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and that was a big that was a big shock to me. I was like, oh shit, I've I've been, I don't know, brainwashed, manipulated into thinking that like, yeah, pox just went into this thing, and then you go to other cities and it's it's a thing. It's just, yeah. it's a strange, it's a strange scene in Melbourne, I guess. Where do you live? Uh, I currently live in Coburg, but uh, I grew up in Kaysbar. Right. Funny that you mentioned that because I grew up in Keysborough and then I sort of moved to like Endeavour Hills. This is all like south southeast Melbourne. Mm. So growing up, um, I went to quite a multicultural uh, primary school. You know, like and like I don't know. I I was really normalised to like going to go to like school or going to like a shopping centre and just seeing multicultural people, like, like mm. seeing people from other races like wasn't a shock yeah because like i because we would go to springvale every weekend we would go to Noel park every weekend and there's just people from everywhere yeah and then <laughs> it's really funny when like you go to university and and people are shocked that there's like a like like a like an indian restaurant like like in the student center they're like wow this is wow i've never seen this before <laughs> like wow you must be in a really big bubble yeah. But um, funny you say that. Sort of in my early twenties, I was like, I need to leave uh, Southeast Melbourne because all the cool stuffs happening up north. Mm. Yeah, you know? like all the creatives, all the artists. It's like, if you want to sort of, you know, be out there, you got to move up north. Yeah. So you know, and then you move up north, and you and you're like, oh wow, okay, the north's quite different to Southeast Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, it definitely must be. I mean, that's that's sort of the same thing with Preston, right? Like Preston's got quite a strong um, Vietnamese population, but like you go to bar, like yeah. where the fuck are they? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like 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 there's there's Vietnamese restaurants on High Street, but like yeah, they're they're all they're all not there. 
I, I definitely feel like there's like this amount of inertia that you have to sort of push yourself to go into, you know, like, um, like, you know, you and a friend might walk past the bar and you're like, that's just full of white people. Uh, <laughs> and they're all just watching the football. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know if I want to go in here <laughs> or not, you know? Oh, totally, and be intimidated. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like in the air or something. Yeah, it's in the air, like, and like, you know, if, if you copped a certain amount of shit in yeah. school, you know, you're like, I don't want to be, I don't want to revisit that. Uh, I, oh, yeah. I just don't. You know, like, like, you, you go, you go to train and you get looks, you know, like, mm, yeah. Do yeah. I, do I want, do I, do I want to buy a drink and get looked at? Yeah. Do I want to get looked at for pleasure? Uh, yeah, not, not particularly. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Stick to your own, actually, and self-preserve. Self-preservation is so important. I ha- still go to these bars, you know, like every weekend, you know. I will, I will give like points to a uh, miscellaneous. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Uh, they're always holding yeah. quite, you know, yeah. diverse events. So I'll sort of give points to them. Yeah. I just, I just wish it wasn't in the city, but other than that, miscellaneous yeah. is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's good you mentioned miscellaneous. What other, like, uh, I think for the, you know, listeners, it would be great. You're talking about, like, community and uh, spaces and... Yeah. What other spaces would you would you think you like? Uh, my friend Natasha, who undergoes the alias bad artist, sort of runs an event called Puss Up. Yep. It's sort of like a BIPOC, uh, women, feminist sort of led uh, group of events. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's 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 got a very strong like sort of BIPOC agenda, sort of like punching back, sort of you know. Hey, it's sort of like, hey, we're here, you know. Yeah. Do you want to listen to us mm. for a minute? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So it's worth checking them out. Yes. Nice. In terms of venues. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's sort of like why I got a misc because what's what's in the north side? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Did you go to anything by like Momo? Like the um, poetry events at Momo or? Oh yeah, 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 no, no, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, I go to those. Um, I go to those. Uh, I think my friend Kane runs an event at Keynes. Right. Yeah, there's like a spoken word night there. Yeah, that that's quite that's that's pretty cool if you're sort of into that thing. Mm. Yeah. Have you experienced or seen racism against blackfellas? Report racism against First Nations people with Call It Out, an online register to expose racism. Stand up, be heard, call it out. Go to callitout.com.au. A 3CR supporter. Cool, so I play this uh, instrument called the, uh, the Dangjan. Uh, you might, people might say it as a Dan Tran. Yeah, uh, I just. <laughs> um, yeah, like, or like Vietnamese uh, Siva. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, it's sort of like a. It's an. This this one I have on me is like an 18 string, but I've got a 25 at home. Mm. Um, it's related to like the Japanese koto or the Chinese uh, guzen, but it's first and foremost Vietnamese. I ha- I've had a few weird situations where people have gone, "Wow, nice Chinese instrument you're playing," mm. and I'm like, "No, it's it's not Chinese. Um, mm. I never said it was Chinese. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who put that in your head. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's a bit weird. It's a bit weird sometimes. It's like, hey. <laughs> 
Imagine if you were playing like a violin and someone someone goes, "Hey, nice Indian violin," oh, and I'm like, and I'm like, no, it's it's not an Indian violin. Yeah. It's from it's from Europe, you know. Yep, 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 yep. Totally. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but yeah, um, I started playing when I was uh, about eight. Mhm. Because uh, my parents had a Vietnamese restaurant and we had one dangling up, and um, I think the whole apparently the whole story goes, I got in trouble. Or me and my sister got in trouble for, for taking it off and just, you know, playing around with it. Yeah. And then I realized that, like, that like oh, it shouldn't just be hung on a wall like an ornament. We should actually play it. So uh, we had lessons for a few <laughs> years. Um, yeah. I think I played on SBS radio, like, a few times. I don't think at the age of 14, I just didn't think it, I just didn't think it was cool anymore. So I sort of gave up. Yep. And I was like, well, yeah, this isn't cool, you know. I ain't getting laid, you know, playing this instrument, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I started picking up things like guitar, that kind of stuff, and then, yeah. <coughs> uh, I guess what happened was, it's this weird thing where, um, uh, because uh, I only go back to Vietnam every three or four years, you have like this very weird snapshot of the country, because you're not living it day to day, you sort of see it here and there and here and there. Yeah, so every time you go back, you, you notice all the change. It's like jumping into a pile of hot water, where if you live there by the day by day, you don't, you don't, you don't notice it. Or yeah. you do notice it, but like you don't think about it too much. So, uh, where, where was I going with this? Um, yeah, so, uh, so every time I sort of go back, uh, even as a kid, I just notice how more globalized it was, you know, and... Uh, it's been a few years, but the last time I went there, about five or six years ago, I'm going back in October. That um, yeah, it's so good. I just noticed that like everyone was just listening to like K-pop or J-pop or C-pop, yeah. you know, or yeah. and 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 V-pop, and I don't know. This um, I sort of had this opinion that uh, th- that this was like a big thing, and but then I went there, and it's like, oh no. No one mm. listens to this. No one plays this thing. Yeah. If you do, you're quite old, elderly. Yeah. You're from like the last generation. Yeah. And I sort of uh, was like, oh, there's actually uh, a decent chance that you know, within a blink of a generation, this thing could just be gone. Yeah. For this sure. thing which has like a rich history could just be gone. You know, could just be forgotten and replaced by you know, like uh, Katy Perry and Nicki Minaj <laughs> or something. So. So that that sort of sat in the back of my head, and then I sort of just getting back. I sort of started playing back into it, and then I guess COVID happened, and then I sort of sat down and sort of played with it a lot. And yes, I played my last gig, uh, I think in March, March last year. Yep. Yeah, and I played about a dozen or so gigs now, and oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah, it's it's basically I got a dang John and I'm. This is actually quite a small setup. I got it running through a bunch of pedals. But if I was if I was to go all out or have like a drum machine and a sampler and um, sometimes a synth. Sometimes I sometimes I play with a lot of uh, different instruments, non-conventional like sort of instruments. Like I might use a chopstick. I've I've used rice. To, I poured it down in rice. I've used eucalyptus leaves. Eucalyptus leaves. Yeah, just just anything, just to make it. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't know, like. Yeah. I think once you learn the rules, you can break them. I don't know, like, mm. and you're like, yeah, it's like people playing violins on on guitars. I don't know, it's like it's just like. 
mm. opening it up. Yeah. Like like people, you know, like people aren't listening to Vietnamese traditional music. So if I just went out and played Vietnamese traditional music, one, uh, I don't know if anyone's gonna listen to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is. Maybe it is a crowd. I just don't know. This is just my yeah. belief anyway. Yeah. So one, no one's gonna listen to it. And two, um, I could potentially just be hired as like that token token diaspora person who plays traditional music, and I just never want to be that. <laughs> I never want to be like, hey, yeah. here, here's the here's your token person playing traditional folk. Yeah, yeah I'm like, I'm like, fuck that shit. Oh, so I'm sort of going out on a limb and going, you know, if people, if I like the sound, then hopefully someone likes the sound, you know. Mm. Yeah. So I'm just trying to sort of meld it with, you know, yeah. traditional influences, modern influences. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I guess oh. a lot of peers would sort of die or like turn out, like, like I don't know, like whatever the word is at what I'm doing. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to give it a new direction, a new identity without mm. sort of removing it from the past. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's it's yeah, it's beautiful to take note of that. Yeah. In you know all our works, because you know you speak yourself through it really, like through all types of art, and it's so. And also because you're born for a different time, like this is our time, uh, and we're making art right now, yeah. and I feel like the past. Like it's definitely you know a collection of all the past, but then again, um, yeah, all that we've collected, all that we are right now, and yeah, poetry is just. In the last session, we talked a lot about how some things you like you feel in your body. Mm. And the same idea with like home or the sounds of home, the food, the smells of home. Um, yeah, all these things are in you. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah, these little elements, the big elements, but you know, little elements, like you finding that tarang, the instrument on yeah. marketplace, and me getting to know, like it teleports you back to home. And because it's in your memory, right? And it, it makes you like all that you are is the culture that you come from. Yeah. And yeah, and you can oh like yeah, it it yeah you see glimpses of it whatever you create. And that was Madhvi on writing home with Tintan. We'll be back continuing a discussion on what family community means for us. And we'll also be going on a little adventure that I'm really excited about, which will be featuring Tin's mum. How amazing are mothers? And oh, oh I'm, I'm, I can't wait. But anyway, thank you for listening. See you in the next session.